Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic show of Finding Your Frequency. Happy 2021. Uh, you know, our last show that we had on, uh, we were talking about a uh, few different items as it relates to uh, burnout and some stuff happening for folks working at home. And uh, we had a, the, the great doctor on who we were talking to, Dr. Hammer, uh, all about uh, fatigue and his uh, his way to, to gain without pain. So thanks for tuning in to that last episode. Today, we're going to shift gears a little bit um, and, and shift out of some of the health and wellness topics and some of those things that we've been discussing uh, the last couple of weeks uh, and move into some discussion about entre- entrepreneurship. Uh, of course, we're going to talk uh, about, uh, you know, sales and marketing and uh, all that fun stuff. And we have a great guest uh, who's going to talk to us about some cool stuff that he's got going on. Uh, Mr. Eric Lures. He's known as the Bruce Lee of Revenue Generation and is the creator of Revenue Kung Fu. You guys know, you hear me talk about it all the time. I do karate. So how we can integrate regular martial arts and business. This sounds like awesome. Uh, he works with six and seven figure founders, entrepreneurs, experts, and leaders to increase the money flowing into their businesses and the joy flowing into their life by helping them master the three pillars of revenue, Kung Fu, super conscious sales and marketing, peerless positioning and dragon mindsetting. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I, I just wish I had a cool name like Doctor Hammer. <laughs> it would be so much easier. Oh, I know. You know, I, I, uh, I accidentally called him Doctor Hamner one time, and then I, oh. when I was looking at my show notes, and I'm like, Doctor Hammer, that's awesome. That's like almost being as cool as Shaft. I know. It's like being born born with the perfect moniker. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Eric, you know, um, we, we, we have great discussions on this program. Uh, you know, we, we talk to all professionals in all different realms about, you know, how they found their frequency in life and then love to have discussions after that about how what you do fits into the current ecosystem and, you know, all those fun things. And, uh, you know, talking about entrepreneurism and, you know, leveraging technology and all of those pieces are some of my favorite topics. So excited to have you on the show. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. You know, um, I know we're all getting ready for the holidays. Holidays. Uh, this this is going to be my second show in 2021. I'm recording it early because I'm taking some time off here at the end of the year. So uh, uh, you know, thanks for taking time. And uh, I think this is a perfect time too. You know, brand new show in 2021. You know, what's your mindset? What are you guys doing? How are you doing it? What are you prepping for in 2021 as we, you know, try to really shift into sixth gear uh, and and get our economy rocking and rolling? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm definitely up with you. So, Eric, um, why don't you kind of take us back a few years, uh, you know, and and we want to we want to stick to the truth of the radio show and and uh, find out how you found your frequency in business and in life. And, you know, how did you get to the point where, you know, you're now the revenue kung fu? Tell us tell us a little bit about that. Um, sure. Uh, you know, I, I could take the next three hours telling you my life story, but I, I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll compact it down for you. Um 
So I guess the, the shortest version, I came out of college wanting to be a movie star. That was my, <laughs> that was my career goal. Um, somehow sounds, I ended sounds up, awesome, right? Movie star. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, already, <laughs> I knew everything. I, at 20 years old, I knew exactly what my life was going to be like. I think we all did, right? Um, <laughs> so I came out. I ended up working um, in corporate America and pursuing acting on this. And spent 10 years in corporate America, started as a mailroom clerk, temporary mailroom clerk, actually. <clears throat> and by the end, I was a, a director with over um, 120 people reporting to me across like six different sites or whatever. And in that same period of time on the side, aside from trying to be an actor and a screenwriter, I was also you know, studying and training martial arts. I got a number of black belts. I was a martial arts instructor and actually at one point was offered my own dojo by my, my teacher and, and turned him down. Um, so there I was, you know, in my, uh, my early 30s, <clears throat> burnt out of corporate America. So what did I do? I did what everybody who's burnt out of corporate America does. I became a consultant and went right back into corporate America, but making like five times as much, <laughs> as much uh, you know, as a management consultant. So I spent several years doing that, traveling around. And that was really fun. Um, you know, I had a house and I had two cars that I, none of which I ever saw because I was always off in exotic places, meeting new people and, you know, doing new stuff. And everybody was a, was a management consultant knows the magical binder, right? You work for three, six months someplace, produce five binders, have a goodbye party and they hand you a big check. So did that for a couple of years, but wanted to come off the road. Um, tried my hand at a number of different businesses. Uh, ended up actually being a professional organizer, which was helping people organize their homes and offices. And, uh, you know, first did that, you know, physically in people's offices, but then ended up or in homes and such. And then I actually moved into coaching there. And instead of making 40 bucks an hour screwing around in people's closets, I moved up to $400 an hour coaching them by phone and got better results. <clears throat> so around the same time, I got my own first business coach and I, and I, was and I started studying NLP and, and silver mind control and other cognitive behavioral systems. I'd always had an interest in, um, in psychic studies as well. There's a whole part of my life where I was a sort of psychic as a kid. Again, another story. Um, but really, I, I knew that there was a deeper, a deeper piece to life than just what was on the surface. So I ended up going, uh, becoming a business coach after that. <clears throat> that was about 15 years ago. And at that point in time, I, you know, I, I was doing okay. And then after getting certified as a master practitioner in NLP and the other stuff that I was studying, I wanted to bring all this goody subconscious stuff to the business world. So in order to move from you know, the, the small businesses I was working with to larger companies back into corporate, I said, well, I got to create something that's going to attract corporate types to me. So I developed the guru selling system and wrote the book, Be, Do, Sale. And I applied a lot of Bruce Lee's, you know, Bruce Lee is a big idol of mine. I started um, using a lot of his ideas um, in my work. And one of my clients gave me the moniker of the Bruce Lee of sales, which has since, you know, uh, morphed into the Bruce Lee of revenue generation. 
after Guru's selling, I you know wanted to better leverage sales, so I started studying marketing, hyper focused on lead gen, and realized that most lead gen was wasted because it was aimed at the conscious mind. So then I created this subconscious lead generation system, and then I said, okay, well let's keep going. How do I better leverage lead generation? And you know look at what comes before that. That was positioning, and realized that. There wasn't, when I went to study it, there wasn't much out there. So I ended up teaching it mostly to myself and ended up creating the peerless positioning method, which is, you know, 10 different elements of positioning. And I kept going up and up and then saying, okay, well, you know, what comes before positioning? Well, brand. And I stopped myself and I said, well, before I created a whole other system around branding, let me just take this thing all the way to the, you know, just going step by step. So I asked myself, what comes before brand? Well, that's a founder. Okay. Well, what comes before the founder? Well, their mindset. Okay, well, what comes before their mindset? Well, their beingness. And all of a sudden, I looked back, and this, is, this was earlier this year that this, uh, this epiphany came to me. And so I looked back at the past 15 years where I'd, you know, I'd had various things, you know, helping a client go from 150,000 pipeline to 10 million in eight weeks, you know, uh, helping a, one client uh, come up with an, you know, an email campaign that triggered a nine-figure buyout six weeks later, you know, and all sorts of stuff. And I said, you know, I, I, I racked it up to lead gen or messaging or sequence or, you know, whatever at the time. But when I look back, what I realized was the people that had had quote unquote miracles were actually folks that had stepped out of who they were when I met them and had stepped into a new beingness. And unknowingly, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm unconscious, competent in NLP and the other stuff. So I guess unknowingly, I had just been helping them step into a new beingness, which automatically shifted mindset, which shifted their, you know, them as a founder, which shifted the brand that they built and just everything lined up after that, you know, this whole sort of one degree shift and boom, 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 the entire funnel lined up from beginning to end and things just flowed. So when I realized that, I said, well, holy crap, I should probably just be focusing on that instead. Uh, so I got out of all the corporate stuff I was doing and recommitted myself to working with the entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners, those folks in the um, you know, uh, mid-six to seven-figure realm, uh, low seven-figure realm, and, and helping them to, to grow. Wow, what a cool story, man! Uh, that that's yeah. awesome. Uh, that's uh, quite the journey, and I know you had some other little nuggets that you didn't even include from uh, some of the psychic stuff when you were a kid. Very interesting. We may have to do another show on that. <laughs> there you go. So let me ask you a question before we get into some of these other questions that I have for you. Uh, so you did martial arts for a long time. Uh, I do martial arts. What uh, what style of martial arts do you do, or have you done? Um. Well, let's see. I have done, started with Western boxing, then Okinawan Gojuru, Shaolin Long Fist, uh, uh, Okinawan Gojuru, Kalia Screama, Estacada Kickboxing, <laughs> Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Wing Chun, Shingi, and just sort of some freestyle stuff. Nice. Yeah, I'm in the middle of reading a book um, about a lot of the Okinawan karate masters and. Uh, you know, uh, the founder of your style for Gojiru was Chochin Miyagi, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do Matsubayashi Shorinru, which is uh, out of Okinawa. 
a combination of uh, Nahate and Tabadite from uh, Shoshi Nagamini is the grandmaster of that style. That's awesome. I love talking yep. to martial arts. And then I do a little Qigong with one of my buddies who does, uh, you know, Chinese uh, martial arts. So that's mm. always fun. like to mix them up together, you know? <laughs> yep. Awesome. Definitely. All, you know, always good to learn that, uh, you know, to learn it for your body and, and, and your mind. Yeah. And who doesn't like Bruce Lee, man? You know what I mean? Like you gotta, gotta love Bruce Lee. Um, you yeah. know, you, you were talking about, you know, the, your, 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 your journey and you know uh you know I, I love it when you said lead generation because i think uh when you're a small business or you're an entrepreneur and you're just kind of getting going and you know you have that mindset that idea that brand you've, you've come up with the product you know and then like the most important thing you got to do is find somebody to sell something to right <laughs> uh and so that's when some of that uh, re uh lead generation comes in in order to get to revenue generation um what are some kind of tips and tricks that you have in your uh in your guru selling system or your bruce lee of revenue generation that addresses one of those key fundamental components for uh, uh small businesses and entrepreneurs well I, at this point like i said you know i always like to start with mindset and um and being this because that if you get the right brand everything flows from that but once once you've got that covered you know and you're moving into say your positioning you've got to look at the first piece of positioning that i always look at as the person's moniker you know what do you call yourself because if you go on linkedin per se you know you'll see a bunch of people who are like i'm an accountant i'm a life coach i'm an independent sales rep I'm a fill in the blank. And they think that they're doing a service to their prospects <clears throat> by putting out there, you know, this is what I do. And that's great. The problem is that if your moniker is a moniker that 4 million other people have, then you <laughs> automatically say, see that guy, I'm just like him. And he's just like that guy. <laughs> and very quickly, you, you disappear into the wallpaper. So moniker for me is a, is a huge thing, you know, so that you can, you want to differentiate yourself, but you want to create, you don't want to, so there's two, there's two aspects I always tell everybody to look at, which is context and curiosity. So what is a moniker that sets a context so people know, okay, he or she does something involved with X, could be real estate, could be jet engines, could be ice cream, whatever it is. But that, you know, I know that they deal in something with that, but then creates curiosity. So if you say, I'm a chiropractor, they know you're a chiropractor. If you say, I'm a, just making it up, but I'm a Kung Fu chiropractor, then all of a sudden they're going to say, well, you know, what is that? And that's going to trigger and there's a whole subconscious piece behind that, changing their state of mind from one of don't tell me anything to, oh, I have to learn more. And that opens the floodgates for the next two pieces, which are your your story, you know, your origin story, your brand story, whatever you want to call it, and your unique technology, your unique methodology. And those three pieces alone, I mean, there's more to peerless positioning, but you know, those are always the first ones. Those are sort of the door openers and they are also the the foundation for what you should be doing in your marketing, what you should be yeah. putting online, 
they are your, I guess, your, uh, your suit that you wear every day <laughs> out the door to, to doing business. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like that explanation. And you're right. There's a lot of people on, on LinkedIn when you read their bios that they, they're, uh, I'm of this, I'm of that. And uh, that's something I had always thought about too, was, you know, why, why tell everybody what you do, but tell everybody who you are. You know, like what, you know, just because you're a chiropractor, right? You use that, uh, that reference, you know, there's a lot of chiropractors, but yeah, I mean, maybe the chiropractor does Kung Fu, right? And so he's the Kung Fu chiropractor, you know, there's going to, you know, be some questions there. Uh, I actually thought about that the other day for my LinkedIn profile, because mine kind of says what I do, not necessarily piquing the interest of the user looking at that saying, oh, I want to learn more about that. Uh, so I think I need to work on mine a little better, Eric. Thanks for the heads up on that. <laughs> Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy-to-use website. On schedule delivery. One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. Four scents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPASPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only our listeners get this discount. Spa Tree and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreatOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer. So when, when you're when you're going through this process um, and you're talking about the three pillars of revenue um, and, you know, we were just talking about peerless positioning, um, what is what is super conscious sales and marketing? Kind of give us a, an idea of that. And um, I also want to know as a follow-up to that question, um, how uh, how NLP helps in that process. Well, so NLP is basically, as I said, it's sort of, I'm, I'm unconscious competent. Uh, so in, in NLP, there's the conscious competent people and the unconscious competent. Uh, conscious competent people are the people who could say, here's what I'm saying and, and here's the tactic or strategy I'm using when I'm saying it. And they can, they can they're sort of the bookworm folks. Uh, I was trained to basically just do it and not realize what I was doing, <laughs> which, sometimes, which is mostly good, but sometimes bad. So, uh, so in in super conscious go to marketing, or sorry, super conscious sales and marketing, 
you want to do a couple of things, which is you, the ultimate aim is for you to be seen as the, you know, the go-to or the person that they always think about when they think about some subject. So from a marketing perspective, it's going out there and, and part of it is subconscious lead generation, which is based on messaging, using lead gen messages and processes that affect people at a subconscious level because human beings function 99% subconsciously. So mostly we want to talk to their subconscious and that starts all the way back with, with the positioning and branding, which is why like, you know, even the moniker piece is, is to trick the subconscious into paying attention. And then once you've got, once you've got good messaging going, then you want to, you know, you want to be everywhere, right? So it's about, okay, how do I, how do I go on to the various social media and what do I say in a way that gets me in front of my audience, keeps me in front of them, keeps them interested, builds my, my credibility with them, builds my interest with them and allows me to keep communicating with them. Cause that's a key piece too. You want to stay in touch with your audience. Um, not just be a one way, here's my, my email or my social media post for the day, take it or leave it. And then finally, when you get to sales, <clears throat> You're, if you've gone super conscious, which means, you know, being in their subconscious, their conscious mind, et cetera, you're, you're basically in every part of their consciousness. Once you get to the sales part, if you're having a sales conversation with this person and they've gone through the, the super conscious uh, sales and marketing process with you, by the time they're talking to you, they're qualified, but also they're excited. You know, they're, they're wanting to work with you because super conscious provides both, you know, getting the qualified folks to you, but also eliminating the, the unqualified folks so that you're, you're not wasting your time, but you're also not wasting anybody else's time because ultimately time is your most valuable asset. It's the, it's the only resource you have that you can't get more of. So you want to leverage that while also leveraging the mind for the best experience and the, you know, best experience, but also the best time usage, best leverage of your, of your time and efforts. <clears throat> well, can, can you give us uh, maybe an example, right. Of, uh, you know, cause I, cause basically what you're saying is, you know, if the, if the marketing aspect is working properly, then by the time it gets to uh, a salesperson, let's say for instance, then, you know, they've already gone through this marketing process and they already know about the product. They're excited about it. And so then now that salesperson has a lot easier conversation than what they would if the marketing process wasn't as refined. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, better refined and also working on their brain from different angles. Okay. Hey, everybody, I wanted to tell you about this great shaving product that I've been using lately. Not only is it awesome, it will save you money. Enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. Harry's is an awesome product. It delivers high quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of leading brands and saving you hundreds of dollars at the same time. I really like the way that Harry's works. It has a very close shave. It's got a great design for the handle and also the scent of the shave gel is fantastic and it leaves your skin nice and smooth. You can get a trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. 
quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. They've cut out middlemen manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. I'm telling you, I use this product and it is absolutely amazing. Harry's has all your grooming needs covered in just one stop. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. Again, visit harrys.com forward slash frequency. I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to go check it out. You can feel better too about the purchase because 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations developed to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. How could you not get behind the veterans? So important nowadays. Listeners of the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. I use it every day. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And I'm telling you, when you get done shaving, your face will feel so smooth. It's amazing. You even get a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go. So make sure you go to harrys.com dot com forward slash frequency to start shaving and saving today. Now, when you when in, in that marketing space, when you talk about working on it from different angles, um, are you are you leveraging different? Um, you know, I'll, I'll use like social media for example. Are we, you know, we're leveraging you know images uh, versus videos versus uh, text and and kind of mixing those up in a manner to get to the subconscious of the person viewing that content. Well, that's a little bit. I mean, yeah, Im- imagery is always useful, <clears throat> but, you know, doing what's unexpected, um, trying to become more connected to the person. So if you have a sort of transactional approach, which is, you know, uh, let, let's say you're a coach, or, you know, let's say I just use, a, you know, like a life coach as, as an example. You're a life coach and, you know, you post to Instagram once a day and you put, you know, the same thing to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. And you're just saying, you know, my life coaching tip for the day, feel good about yourself, you know, or something like that. Okay, well, that's, that's nice. But if, you know, every few days or once a week or whatever, you put out something, it's, you know, it's random. It's not like every Friday it's specifically this, but, you know, you put out something where out specific that you had in your life, let's say fear of public speaking. And you know how it how it gripped you and how you emotionally felt and how it held you back until you finally tackled it and, and everything and you really are just open and raw. Then all of a sudden you're you move from in that person's mind, you move from somebody who's just, you know, hawking life coaching to this person actually resonates with the issue I have. And then if you're, if they're resonating with the issue that they have, then they go, Hey, you know, this person understands me and this person, this person's like me or was like me and now they've gotten beyond it. And if they've gotten beyond it, then they can probably help me get beyond it. And now they've, you have moved to a different spot in their brain. So emotionally they feel differently about you. Mm, interesting. You guys have to check out this new service that I'm playing around with called Issue. It is totally amazing. 
You live to create, but you don't live to worry over the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on contact. You got to do what you do best and let issue handle the rest. If you're a creative, you know the drill. You're finally done editing. It's perfect. Now you just need format and reformat for every single platform. With issue, make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Seriously, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and sales collateral. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone that wants to make eye-catching content that can be distributed on multiple platforms. Issue makes it really simple. Just upload the PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you just create it one time and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the best part about it, it is free. F-R-E-E free. That's right. It's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash frequency to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from this show, Finding Your Frequency. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com, dot info. So go to I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency and get your free account today. And and then all of that is pushed by, you know, making sure that you have the right mindset, right? I and mean, that's one of the key components when starting uh, in the middle, going through the end is all is all mindset as well, right? I know you have, uh, you know, the that moniker, excuse me, of the, the dragon mindsetting. Um, so how does that weave into, um, you know, the, the revenue Kung Fu portion, right? With uh, the, the sales and marketing, the peerless positioning, where does that mindset come in? So revenue kung fu is, is interesting because kung fu, everybody thinks that kung fu means fighting or fighting art or whatever. Kung fu is actually Mandarin for skill acquired through perseverance. So when people think of kung fu, they're actually thinking of what we would call wushu kung fu or war arts or fighting arts kung fu. That's why you have Hungar Kung Fu, uh, you know, Wing Chun Kung Fu, you have hundreds of different styles of Kung Fu. So, but Kung Fu is your skill acquired through perseverance. So a great violinist, the violin is their Kung Fu. A great finance, you know, financial person, their finance is their, is their Kung Fu. A great parent, their parenting is, is their Kung Fu. So that's the skill that they choose to build in the physical world. <clears throat> now, let's take a look at, at Kung Fu and, and Dragon Mind Setting. So, the Shaolin monks, which is where Wushu Kung Fu and the Kung Fu that you know, generally everybody thinks of comes from, they actually didn't study Kung Fu because they really wanted to be great fighters originally. They studied Kung Fu because they were fat and out of shape and they fell asleep every time they tried to meditate. They actually just wanted to reach enlightenment. So an Indian, uh, an Indian, an Indian, a high-level Indian Buddhist who traveled to see them named Bodhidharma taught them um, a system called the 18 Body Movements, which was the foundation of Kung Fu. And over time, you know, decades and then centuries, um, they built from the, that original training multiple, multiple martial arts systems, multiple types of martial arts Kung Fu, and. They, but again, it was about, they didn't study martial arts initially 
to be good martial artists. They wanted to get, they did it so they could build their internal side. But what happened was there was reciprocation. As they got better at meditating, as they could go deeper into trance, as they could go, you know, to a higher level of consciousness, <clears throat> they would turn around and be able to do things that other martial artists couldn't <clears throat> simply because they built the internal along with the external. So in revenue Kung Fu, and the reason I'm emphatic about mindset is because a lot of people want to go out and they want to make revenue their Kung Fu, but they only, they, they're taught, you know, the, to measure it purely by the numbers and, and everything. And that's it. And so it becomes, how do I do this, you know, physically? How do I make this manifest physically? And they don't work on the internal self. So they don't change their mindset and they don't become somebody capable. Let's say they're making 500,000 and they say, I want to make three quarters of a million. I want to make 750. Okay. But if you're not, if you don't turn into somebody emotionally, mentally that can handle a $750,000 company, then what you will find, and you've probably seen this many times, is people who have a really good year and then they're back down to either you know, 500,000 or even lower the next year. And that's because they haven't, they haven't worked on their internal self. They haven't gotten to that higher level. They haven't, like I say, you can't put you know, 12 ounces of water into an eight ounce glass. If they don't become a 12 ounce glass, they're not gonna be able to hold the extra water. It's gonna flow away, just like the money after the, the one good year. So dragon mindsetting is about you have already uh, a higher a higher vision for yourself, a higher version of yourself, you know, a next version as I call it, and a version after that, and a version after that, as you would grow as, as a person. <clears throat> and that next level I call the dragon. And the dragon is like it's within you already, but it's also calling you into that next level. So I want to get people to get in touch with their dragon so that they can step into that next version of themselves. And that's what happened with all the clients that I had, you know, the success with, the big successes with. I've had a lot of clients, you know, you know, did 10, 15, 20, 30% here and there, you know, through tactics and strategies, that's all nice. But if you really want to geometrically grow your business, you got to work on yourself. Your business can only grow to the extent that you do. And so dragon mindsetting is, is that's, that's the key piece is I work on building and the people who succeed and working with me or working with anybody, if you really look, they are simultaneously working on their inner self as well as their outer self. They're working on who they are as a person, as well as the strategies that they're deploying in their business. And they become somebody who can deploy these bigger strategies, who can, who thinks not just not just has the idea of let me do this bigger thing, but you know, I can bring in these people and I'm okay. Because a lot of times we say we want to bring in people under us to do work, but we're, if we're not somebody who's emotionally ready to have people working under us, it doesn't stay, right? They work for us for a couple months, we make the big thing, and then we sabotage because we micromanage, blah, 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 and we go back to what we're comfortable. So both sides have to be worked on, which is why dragon mindsetting is so important. 
Oh, that's awesome. Very well said. And then, and to be honest with you, Eric, that's one of the reasons why I, I do martial arts in the first place is because that's me trying to work on the other side of me, right? I can go read, uh, you know, a, a million books about broadcasting, which I've done and, you know, go take a bunch of classes and courses and all those things. But if I'm not, you know, uh, centered, you know, physically and mentally, um, it makes it really hard for anybody to be successful in any space. It's, it's, it's extremely important that it's well-rounded and you're hundred percent correct. I've, I've definitely definitely seen uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs of small businesses go and get, um, you know, huge years in revenue. And, uh, you know, then they were extremely happy with that, but they weren't planning for the future. They weren't looking at what's next. They weren't thinking about that. They were too busy wallowing in their current success to, you know, make that, uh, you know, make that mindset shift. So, um, yeah, that's a really good point about mindset and being able to, uh, you know, be the 12 ounce glass instead of the eight ounce glass. I like that analogy. <laughs> Everybody does. I mean, you can't take on more if you can't take on more. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you can't change unless you change. You know, that's one of the things uh, that I've, I learned from, from karate. It's like, you know, you, you, you want to make a difference. You want to make something better. You want to be more physically fit. Well, you got to like actually get up and go get physically fit. It's not something that happens on its own. And, you know, um, I think, you know, you stick to and hard work and those spaces are extremely important in order for success to be uh, realized. Always. I want to take just a second and talk about our sponsor for the program today. As you guys know, business happens on LinkedIn and LinkedIn Sales Navigator is the best version of LinkedIn for sales professionals. Get ready to exceed your 2021 sales goals with help of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. The best salespeople on the planet know that closing deals is about understanding your customers, their needs, and building relationships. It's time to reimagine in-person selling and cold calling for the digital world. You can tap into the power of LinkedIn's 70 million plus member network. LinkedIn Sales Navigator gives you 20 monthly in-mail messages, lead recommendations, unlimited searches, actionable insights, and news, and access to free courses on LinkedIn Learning. That's right, free courses on LinkedIn Learning. Target the right prospects and right decision makers. Unlock 15% more pipeline from sourced opportunities, 17% lift when saving leads on Sales Navigator, and 42% larger deal sizes. 42% larger deal sizes equals more revenue and more cash in your pocket. Who wouldn't want that? As the world adapts to new working habits, sellers must also shift tactics to stay ahead. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is here to help sales professionals do just that. You can start a 60-day, that's right, I said 60-day free trial of LinkedIn Sales Navigator by going to linkedin.com slash frequency, F-R-E-Q-U-E-N-C-Y. That's linkedin.com slash frequency to start your 60-day free trial of LinkedIn Sales Navigator, linkedin.com slash frequency. You know, uh... We learned all about the Kung Fu, which is great, great backstory. Um, that, that's so awesome that you brought all of those points up, um, you know, and, and, and not making revenue your Kung Fu. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, so I see a lot on the internet, uh, you know, sales gurus and all these people talking about, you know, click funnels and, you know, Amazon stores and all these things. Um, do you see those ads too? I'm sure you do on social media. 
oh, sure, you can't go six inches on Facebook without being pitched on one of those things. Tell me how cook funnels don't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't say they don't work. Obviously, obviously they do work. Um, it is all about doing the marketing that feels comfortable for you. So there are certain types of businesses that can succeed with every type of marketing can help somebody, but it can't help everybody. So click funnels, like if you have a product or, you know, service or something that can be done at scale, like, you know, again, I'll, I'll use <clears throat> coaches or trainers or something online. Um, you want to sell your $750 course. So you have an automated funnel, you know, that, that you run up, that you set up through click funnels and you drive traffic to it. It will work. You will get, you will get more sales and, and such over time though. Um, and probably starting right up front, you, you know, you, you're going to have to spend money on ads. Uh, running the ads and everything. So there's going to be a, you know, a, a cost per lead and a cost per client and everything. So the, the challenge is that as soon as, if you're a kind of, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're kind of ge generalized, your sales training program is the same as somebody else's sales training program or whatever. Um, you're having you're competing against that other those other hundred sales trainers to buy the same the same eyeballs, basically with the same messages on the same platform at the same time, which is going to skyrocket your your cost over a while. But also, it very quickly numbs the market. So, it'll work for a while, and then it'll be generalized. And if your messaging is pulling better than other people's. All of your competitors are watching you, which means they're going to turn right around and copy your copy and, you know, <clears throat> whatever. They're going to one-up your promise or whatever it is. And you're right back to square one, you know. You're, so your cost per lead goes from 5 to 10 to 25. To, and so you're like, okay, well, you know, this is, this is becoming untenable here. Let me, you know, and you got to revamp it and everything. So it does work as a platform, but again, for those kind of things. Now, if, if I'm a dentist... Uh, and you know, and funnels probably not the best idea, right? You know, I've got a small town, so I'm going to be looking for more localized marketing, or I'm going to try and build myself as one of the techniques I've taught people in the past is be an international consultant or sorry, an international celebrity next door. So if you are a dentist, but you're famous all over Facebook and whatever for great ideas on dentist stuff and teeth stuff and you make people laugh and you know you're just a guy that everybody knows then you're going to own your neighborhood you're going to own the town and the surrounding towns why because dr john is here you know the international funny dentist is right there why would i go to humdrum howard over here when i can <laughs> you know i'm going to go to dr john so there's that strategy too um but you, it's also what you enjoy so ClickFunnels is a lot, um, you know, I mean, other people who enjoy ClickFunnels, I guess, but if it's something that you're going to have to do on a daily basis, especially if you're small, then you're, you really have to find something you enjoy. 
uh, you know, if you've got the cash flow to hire folks to really run and do click funnels for you, great. But again, you have to have a number of products or services that you can sell at scale that you don't have to deliver upon. And that's fine. But what I find is a lot of times when you get to that level, you're sort of divorced emotionally from your business. Um, and if you're, if you're okay with that, then that kind of marketing will work for you. For the smaller folks that I work with, for the you know people who want to be the the face and the personality behind their business, you know, uh, click funnels can work a bit, but there has to be a far more to it than just that. Yeah, and I think that's why I kind of have the thought in my head about click funnels not working, just because of the you know cost of maintenance of those, um, you know when you get to the point where you're like, okay, I need somebody else to do this. Um, you know, it, I think sometimes they become cumbersome and, you know, I kind of, I kind of always wonder from a sales perspective, you know, what happened to the idea of connecting with the people, right? That's why I like your whole subconscious, uh, you know, ideology of, of really connecting with the people, because I mean, ultimately, you know, um, you have a product and you have a service, but you know, I mean, so, a lot of people you're, you're, you are selling yourself, even though you're competing with some of the other people, if you're a salesperson, um, you know, and how do, how do people get over that with using the mindset focus of get, how do they get to the dragon mindset if they're a salesperson so they can, um, you know, really take on the next level? Well, one of the things I use with all my clients is meditation and in the morning, especially. So what happens is we program ourselves out of bed. <clears throat> so a lot of people, when they wake up, the first thing they do is they wake up and they look at their phone um, or they click on their laptop or whatever and they go straight to who messaged me, who emailed me, what happened to this, what happened to that. <clears throat> and they will fall right back into the pattern of yesterday. And human beings are basically, like I said, 99% subconscious. So we survive. Our subconscious helps us survive by running programs, by setting you know, this is how you brush your teeth. This is what you eat for breakfast. This is how you drive to work. Um, and we need those to a certain extent because obviously if you woke up in the morning and the first thing you did was look at the lamp next to your bed and go, what the hell is that? Um, you wouldn't get very far. So your brain needs to remember a lot of stuff and just say, <laughs> okay, yeah, I know what that is. I know what this is. But you have to also take time to break the patterns, break the knowledge, you know, break the beliefs that keep you performing the way you're performing. So I like to have my clients get up in the morning, <clears throat> um, you know, and first thing, you know, go in and sit down and meditate so that they can get in touch with their deeper self, their higher self. And in that way, when you get into that space, all of a sudden your full potentiality starts to come back to you. And you get, you become more calm and your, your, for lack of a better term, your consciousness expands, your vision expands. So you don't wake up and go straight back into the limitations that you had yesterday. You give yourself the gift of the first half an hour or hour or whatever. <clears throat> I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to look at the computer. Um, I, I try very hard in, in, in my house to like not even talk to anybody, like even to say good morning. I literally just 
hightail it to my meditation area and you know uh, maybe i maybe i do a little bit of yoga first or whatever to, to warm up and then boom i'm straight into meditation so i like to have my clients do that kind of thing and then when i come out of that any issue challenge etc that i look at i now have a new perspective i but I, you know i can go into meditation and i can sort of have a question in my mind like what would be a good approach for xyz and i just kind of put that out there and then i let it go i don't do anything and i just say okay now i'm going to meditate i'm going to get in touch with my higher self and i'm just going to stay there and make my connections and then later on when i finally confront that situation that question or whatever there's like new ideas new elements new avenues that i can go that wouldn't have been there if i had simply said okay i'm going to try and bat my head against it like i did yesterday so if they want to get to you know this, the, that first step in dragon mind setting is <clears throat> getting in touch with your higher self but then it's you know there's a lot of conscious stuff to it too you have to say okay and look at patterns in your life and say how can i interrupt patterns and start teaching yourself new patterns so i always drink orange juice in the morning i'm going to switch to water just to see what it's like i always drive this way to work i'm going to take this other way even though it takes 5 minutes longer i'm going to why cuz all of a sudden you start driving by different houses and your different areas and the fact you're by new areas your conscious mind is is more alert and your subconscious is more suppressed and so all of a sudden you're thinking about work but you're looking at these new things and that's another way for new ideas to come to you so it's really about and and that's why i said you know you have to have you have to grow the inner and the outer at the same time so the meditation grows the inner and then you go outside and you're doing these physical things driving differently eating differently moving differently um you know scheduling your calls differently whatever it is to break those patterns so that all of a sudden you become somebody new and that somebody new can create new outcomes. Well, no, very well said and no, I think you're right. I I have I've done that a couple of times where I just went completely out of my way just to drive somewhere new. Um, and it does it. It's almost like, um, you know, when you listen to music, like you're very conscious, right? You're, 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 you're paying attention to what's happening right now. You know, you're feeling the music, you're vibing, that kind of thing. I think that, you know, when you do, you know, throw up your routine, throw out, uh, 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 toss up your routine, change it up, make it a little bit different. It does allow your, your brain to be more in the conscious mode for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to have a whole new realms of possibility. Yeah, you know, with meditation for me, I always, you know, like to start off with breathing and feeling grateful about things uh, um, and then, you know, accepting how the day is or the day is not, you know, those types of things. And then, yeah, moving into my intention and being purposeful with my day, right? Yeah. Awesome, man, Eric. This has been some really good stuff. I, uh, I, I, I want, I want to put you in front of a room of salespeople and see how they come out of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just feel like the whole idea of the dragon mindset is, is, is extremely important. Um, you know, when you're, when you're trying to grow and, and internally, externally, and, and both with your business side, uh, I think that's wonderful stuff. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about how people can get in touch with you and find out more, uh, you know, about the different services you offer and, uh, all your socials media. Sure. Sure. Um, well, you can find me. I mean, my website is ericlures.com. So that's E-R-I-K-L-U-H-R-S.com. 
you can find me um, a whole bunch of stuff on LinkedIn. <clears throat> so either you know, go, look, search me on LinkedIn or just type in Bruce Lee Revenue Generation. You'll find me on, on LinkedIn. Um, I've got to admit, I, I seem to have built up quite a bit of stuff on Google. So if you Google me, you can find stuff. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is at Eric Lures. My Twitter is at Eric Lures. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I, uh, I have my Revenue Kung Fu group on Facebook. And I'm also on Facebook, you know, personally, and also my, uh, I, I guess my quote-unquote fan page, as they call it. So you can find me at all those different places. Awesome. Well, I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. I appreciate you being on the show today very much. Appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on, man. And we'll definitely have to connect uh, uh, outside. I'll, I'll, I'll link up with you on LinkedIn and uh, we'll see what can be, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And if you ever come down to uh, Arizona, hit me up. We'll have to go do some training together in uh, one of the karate dojos that we got down here. That'd be that'd be fun. Um, I uh, I don't know Gojiru, but I understand a lot of the different forms in Gojiru. I've read several books on that, and it's uh, definitely uh, interesting and, and quite different than Shorinru. That's for sure uh, with those feet movements. Uh, so definitely have to you know learn a little bit from you on that if you ever come to Phoenix. If you ever you know I know you're in, in uh, on the East Coast, so if you get if you get too cold, you know come on down. <laughs> I certainly will, my friend. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, a big shout out to our guest, Eric Lures, for being on. Go check out all of his social media. We appreciate you guys listening to the radio show today. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Treasure. You're listening to Finding Your Frequency. Uh, and if you're tuned into this on your favorite podcast uh, destination, please make sure to share it with your friends. Uh, give us a mention. Uh, and of course, give us five stars rating because it's way better than four. I think we deserve it. The show's been great. Appreciate everybody listening in for the last four plus years. It's been quite a ride. And of course, stay tuned for our next wonderful episode of Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network.